You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey B, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and it's Friday, and there's a full slate of games. Oh, is there ever. We've got big-time pitchers. We got Colorado in play. We got huge stacks to look at. And Jason Vargas is on the mound. Oh, gosh, I'm so happy, Chris. I really am. It's going to be a glorious day of offense. Yes, Jason Vargas is the cheapest pitcher on the board on DraftKings and FanDuel, considering Stanek for the Rays has not pitched more than two innings all season. And you know you're not going to get more than two innings from him, but yet he's $1,500 more than Jason Vargas goes to show. Uh, what Vargas is capable of. Well, uh, let's just say Vargas has become the Chris Davis of pitchers lately. Is that fair? Is that a... I think that's a fair assessment. That is a fair assessment of him. And look, you, you've earned it, Jason Vargas. But look, we got a lot to get to today. A lot of approach because what do we do with all these big pitchers? Plus, there's weather involved in a lot of these games. Uh, Baltimore's got some weather involved. Detroit's got some wind happening, which could really make some impact on that game. So, really, uh, there's just, just a ton to get into. So, let's do a quick recap of yesterday. Uh, and, look, you know, some takeaways. Luke Weaver is pitching really well so far in the last couple starts. That's something to take note of. Uh, Christian Walker get another home run. Chris, when does it stop? Christian Walker is on fire. <laughs> yeah, you know, it may not stop. He's He's got a good average, too, to start the season. And, yeah, he's hitting home runs. I believe he's got three in his last four. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye on him. He's he's strong. We've been mentioning him, and, you know, he's been decent value. But, yeah, in the middle of that Arizona lineup, it's an underrated lineup, too. He's picking on it early in the year, but it's it's got some hitters it's in coming there. coming together a little bit. Uh, yep. Also, speaking of coming together a little bit, Aloy Jimenez went yard yesterday. He's starting to look better at the plate, too. He's got some good matchups potentially this weekend, too, against the Tigers. So uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later on in the show. Randall Gritchick continues to just rake to Oscar Hernandez, my guy, also looking good uh, against Pineda. So uh, a lot of offense there from the Jays. Homer Bailey, another good start from him. This one against the Yankees. Boy, those Yankees and those Red Sox, <laughs> those lineups are really just, I don't know. Speaking of which, I just want to point out, uh, we are our, our uh, home run call the other day on Wednesday show. We always have our home run call who we think is going to go yard. Chris got the first day, right? I got JD Martinez, right? Yes. The second day. You picked Tommy Pham who didn't go yard Wednesday, but went yard Thursday. So I feel like you deserve like a quarter of a star, a half a star or something. I'll take it. I'll take right. it. Listen, when you, when you call Tommy Pham every day, you're going to get it right once in a while. <laughs> I mean, it's three straight days where they went up against a fly ball pitcher against the Orioles. And, you know, they've hit, they hit a, lot, a lot of home runs really this week. I mean, it was Garcia again. So we're batting like 500 on calling our shot. We're doing okay. That's, so, that's a pretty good average. Pretty yeah, we'll good. take that. And, and we, we also said Seattle maybe would wake up uh, with a matchup against the Angels. They did. <laughs> they they scored 11. Right. Yeah, because they had lost, I think, six in a row. They scored four or fewer in five straight games. They ran into some the Cleveland arms, which, which will happen, of course. Um, but, yeah, Seattle woke up in a big way yesterday. They scored 11 runs, and they got a, a weekend series against the Angels that probably continue to tack on. And Julio Urias looked good last night uh, as well. A strong performance from him, too. Um, again, the problem with him is 
how long can he pitch this year? How many innings? What's he got in the tank? So early on, it's something we can look at and continue to look. And of course, if we just pick Christian Yelich every day, we'll probably be oh. right about uh, calling the shot. That's pretty easy, right? Off the scoreboard. You should get extra <laughs> points for that, man. Unbelievable stuff. But yeah, Urias, I mean, one hit, 9K in Milwaukee through six. That's, that's a hell of a start. And Tanner Rorick was the upset, too, beating Chris Paddock over there. Joey Votto waking up a little bit and Jesse Winker continuing to uh, rise and shine as well. So the Red Bats starting to heat up a little bit. That's a good thing. And now it's on to Friday. It's a new day. Yes, it is. So let's get after it. And let's start. We have obviously got the uh, 1 o'clock Cubs game. So boo, whatever, 2 o'clock, whatever. It's okay. Bye. Bye, Cubs. Okay, next let's go to Jose Barrios against Alex Cobb. Now this one's a little tricky because – we got a 70% chance of rain in this one. Uh, it's going to be windy too. Rain, wind, all these things. Does not sound like a fun day to be out there with the feel for the ball. Barrios is expensive. He's 10.8 on the DK side. Uh, and I don't know, man. I, this feels like a trap to me. I know he's been so good. I just don't love what's going on here. You got the hitter-friendly environment. You got bad weather. You got a high price tag. I don't know. It, to me, it's there's a couple other big time, like Verlander's on this board today too. I don't know. I feel like Barrios is the trap, and I hate saying that because I love the guy so much, but I think I'm fading him today. How about you, Chris? Yeah, it's it's just so tough with some of these weather games. Like the first four of the five we're going to talk about, there's a, there's a good chance of rain. So, I mean, if you're only – if you only play a couple of lineups, maybe you just kind of stay clear of, of situations like this. But if you play multiple lineups, I think it's a good opportunity maybe to to jump on a guy like Berrios because maybe he'll get low owns. Like there is that opportunity. Um, yeah, it, I'd like him. He, he's not my favorite pitcher on the board. I have some exposure to him. But also on the other side, like – Alex Cobb is a is a is a contact pitcher. He doesn't miss a lot of bats, and there's some contact. There are some guys in that Minnesota lineup who swing and miss, but there are also some some contact hitters like Jorge Polanco has got like an 86 percent contact rate for his career. Um, you know, he's going to be near the top of the lineup. I like him. I know he's very expensive, but altogether, Joe, it's probably a game. Maybe you stay clear of. Like right now, we're talking to you guys early, but there's a 70 percent chance of precipitation, and it looks like the wind is blowing. And in, the wind so. too. See, because of the wind too, that's why looking at Polanco. Cruz and Rosario too. I'm going to put them in in the mix too. You know, it's a risky play, but there's something to be said there. And I think Cruz and Rosario also have the opportunity to go yard in this one. Uh, going also to uh, looks like a, a rain potential in that Pirates game too. Lyles versus Bumgarner, and look, Bumgarner's been terrific. We've been all over Bumgarner from the start of the season here in this show. So if you've been listening, we're part of the fan club. Jordan Lyles has pitched very well so far this year, too. Uh, I, I think this is a lot closer game with two offenses that this could be one of those 2-1 games, if they, if they, even if they get it in. And I don't know if it gets decided in the bullpen. So I, this one's another one to me where I'm just kind of, you know, thank you very much. I, I appreciate the time. Thank you for coming in and interviewing today. But I just uh, I think we're going to go a different direction. <laughs> yeah, I, this one has got a, a higher chance of rain. It's at 80, 84% right yeah. now, 84% chance of precipitation. So. The other one's got the wind, too, though. That's what it's like. It's going yeah. to rain and wind, and it's going, oh, what's going Keep on? Keep an eye on that wind. Like, as of right now, I said it was blowing in at Camden. It looks like it's blowing out 18 miles an hour, um, according to Fantasy Labs, like blowing out to left. So, I mean, th- you're right. There is a chance for some bombs, potentially, and Cruz and maybe Eddie Rosario. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this San Fran, it, it's too bad because – I do like Baumgartner against the Pirates in Pittsburgh. You, you got Pittsburgh with a 3.8 team implied total. It's one of the lowest on the board. Again, it's another 
risky play if you play multiple lineups. Maybe you'll get somebody with a low ownership because people will shy away from these rainy games. But it's, it's Joe, you know this. It's just so risky. Like, if they get one inning in and all of a sudden it starts pouring, that could be it. That could be all you get from Bumgarner if there's a big delay. They typically don't like to throw their starter back out there with that it much. It also gets these guys off their rhythm, too. Like, even if they delay the start, you know, if it starts coming around 6, 7 o'clock and they delay it by a couple hours, everything gets thrown off, the routine and stuff. I don't know. I, I don't like to mess yeah. around with those situations. And uh, same could potentially be said, too, in New York. Sabathia against Jake Junis in this one. Um, you know, look, the one thing I'm going to point out in this game is Hunter Dozier who is reasonably priced both on FanDuel and on DK. He's a guy that's really been getting it done right now. People, a lot of questions I've been asked on Twitter about Hunter Dozier. And the minor league track record does not really support that he's going to sustain this. It really doesn't, especially from a batting average standpoint and a contact. However, that being said, we look at what happened with Merrifield within that system where they made adjustments and all of a sudden he became a thing and the minor league track record did not support Whit Merrifield doing what Whit Merrifield has done the last two years. So it's possible that this is more for real. The nice part about it on the daily side is you can take advantage when there is, and I think tonight is a night that I would, as a one-off, look to Hunter Dozier in that ballpark and take advantage of it against CC. Yeah, I mean, why not CC for sure? I think he's he may be a better play down the road against righties. I know 15 of his, his 16 home runs have come against righties, but, I mean, he's in the meat of that lineup, and he's hitting bombs, and he's definitely – definitely somebody to keep an eye on it and you're right about you know the track record you wonder if it's going to be able to carry over but small sample size last year he hit 11 home runs and you know just under 400 plate appearances so he's got some power there's no question about that and it's a great ballpark absolutely the Yankees again just like yesterday these guys are minus 200 favorites and and they failed to produce Uh, I'm not saying to jump on KC because I don't love Junis like he's he's a it's a guy who gives up a lot of contact, hard contact, and home runs. Um, but the Yankees are very disappointing. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be laying any juice on them at home as heavy favorites because they no, have. I'm with you. They have at the bottom of that order. Here you go. Ready? I do the news every day. All right. DJ LeMay, you hitting fifth. Glenn Frazier hitting sixth. I know Frazier's been okay, and LeMay has been fine. Uh, Mike Trockman, Giovanni Urshela, sure. and Kyle Higashiaka. So sure, right. Yeah. So right on. The, I can't uh, even. I can't even take Jake Junis with that lineup. Like I just can't do it. I know. I know. Um, Frustrating. Yeah. You want to do it and you just can't. Forty uh, percent hard hit rate for his career, and he's given up like a, what feels like a hundred home, thirty-two home runs last year was top five. <laughs> no, I think you were right the first time. I think he gave up a hundred home runs. There yeah. you go. Uh, one place that weather's not going to be an issue is Tampa. The roof's going to be closed, and they're going to be facing the Red Sox. Another lineup that's been struggling to say the least. It's nice to see JD with the bomb the other day, but this is Eduardo Rodriguez at seven. 0.8 against Ryan Stanek. Uh, just 5K. It's funny, the other day, too, if you listen to the show, the Line Star app and the show right here had Jiman Choi, and Jiman Choi had himself a Jiman day. Let me tell you something. So uh, if you missed out on Wednesday's show and you don't believe us, go listen because we <laughs> talked about him. And this is why, and this is why we like to do a hybrid here. We talk about baseball, game theory stuff. We go into streaks. We talk about all these things, and then we dig into the app and we talk about – some of the players at certain positions that really pop in terms of return on investment. And right now, Chris, that seems to be uh, one of those things that it's, it's working. It's working for people listening to the show and it's working all the way around. So I know earlier before we started today, you were kind of trying to make a case for Eduardo Rodriguez. Are you going to keep trying to make the case or do you think there's just too many other mid-tier options out there? No, I I, th- I think I'm in on him as as maybe a contrarian play. Again, I mentioned the Red Sox. Anytime that they're road dogs, I'll, I'll jump all over this. I know I've been in on Tampa this week and their bats. We've talked a lot about 
G-Man Choi, we've talked a lot about Avisel Garcia, Tommy Pham, Andy Diaz, even Brandon Lowe. Like these guys have gone up against some fly ball pitchers lately, but they typically, at least this season, they have struggled against left-handed pitchers. I mean, they're striking out 29% of the time against lefties. That's the fourth highest mark in baseball. Um, They've had some success against righties. And for Eduardo, I mean, he had a decent showing last time, last time out against, I know it was Baltimore, but he had eight strikeouts, only allowed three hits. Uh, He has given up a home run in all three games, but I think there's an opportunity maybe for him to rack up a few Ks. And like I said, I, I think with Boston, you just have to give them the benefit of the doubt that some, one of these days (laughs) they're going to turn it around and score some runs and give some run support. So I'm going to be on the Red Sox at plus 104 and I'm going to take, just take some shots on Eduardo tonight. Now on the other side of that, I'm going to take some shots with Avisel Garcia who uh, looks to be potentially hitting cleanup in that lineup tonight, plus Tommy Pham. Again, those guys are 4.2 and 4.3, respectively. That's a pretty good return on investment in terms of value. All right, this next one's going to be the controversy, okay? Uh, because the early – look, with with Carlos Rodon, Jordan Zimmerman on here, I know Rodon's been really, really good. But all of a sudden, the Tigers lineup is starting to heat up a little bit. All of a sudden, Cabrera's looking good. Cassianos is looking good. And these are one of the th- things where I point out where, you know, you talk about the massive discount. We talk about the guys in the 2.7 range, the 2.5 range, the responsible guys that help you build a lineup. Miguel Cabrera is that guy tonight on the FanDuel side. He is. He's under 3K. He historically crushes lefties. I understand he hasn't had any power so far this year, but he's starting to look better at the plate. So maybe it's just a little bit of rust. Continue. I mean, the guy didn't play last year. Let's right. not forget. I understand he had spring training and all that, but he didn't play last year. It takes a little while to get the timing back. And I think he's starting to get it, and so is Castellanos. I think this is another trap game for Carlos Rodon tonight. Yeah, I mean, I can get behind that. I noticed some of the bats heating up, like you mentioned. Uh, Miggy has a two for four day, and uh, Nico Goodrum is somebody that I actually like. I think he's underrated. He's got some power and some speed to him. He's just young. He's got a lot of doubles so far this year. I think those will translate to, to home runs. And for Carlos Rodon, yeah, he's been really good. But, you know, if you look at his track record and just, you know, over the past couple of years, he struggles with walks. He's got a 3.83 walk per nine. Uh, last year it was over four. And he's given up some home runs, right? 15 and 120 innings last season. In 2017, he only pitched 17 innings. Joe, and he gave up 12 bombs. And you go back to 2016, he gave up 24. So there's an opportunity maybe for some home runs in that lineup. And maybe underrated. Like, you're getting those guys under four. Under 4K. Well, those three, four, five hitters. Yeah. And four. on the FanDuel side, look, Heimer Candelario, 2.4. Castellanos, 2.7. Cabrera, 2.7. So yeah. all those with a match. And, I, and I'm, I'm not disrespecting Carlos Rodon at all. He's been terrific. But the weather early on had at least said that there was going to be some wind potentially in this game too, and some wind blowing out. And if that is the case, as you get closer to game time, it's something to keep an eye on. And in a night where maybe cash game, you do want to go to the top of the board for Verlander and that's how you want to play. You're going to need some of these guys in the lineup, especially on the FanDuel side to make it work. So therefore you got Colorado in play. You got Jason Vargas against St. Louis, which we're going to get to in a bit you got to find some value somewhere, and I think that's yeah. your responsible value of the day. And, and Aloy on the other side of this game, then Wellington Castillo, those are two guys right now swinging hot bats both in the 3.8 and 3.3 range respectively that I can also get behind with Jordan Zimmerman in this game. This, this game could be surprising in terms of run total. You see Jose Abreu's price on Fanduel. He's two eight. I mean, we talked oh. about Miguel Cabrera two seven. I mean, those are two three hitters in the in the game today. And for Zimmerman, yeah, he's been good, but he's a contact pitcher and he doesn't strike out a lot of guys and he struggles with home runs as well. So I mean, I, I like this game as an underrated, maybe just stacking it right. I mean, if it's from standalone point. Miggy and Jose, I think, are absolute steals on the Fanduel side. I would agree. Uh, all right, now look, 
let's be fair. I've picked on and you might even call me a, a bully the last couple of days against uh, the Miami Marlins. And I've been right. <laughs> we picked on him with you, Darvish, on the show. Uh, then we picked on with Quintana. We doubled down. Yeah. And then we let it ride with Hamels. And we tripled down with Cole Hamels. So, Amazing. Amazing uh, week. We had, a, we had a good week there. Now, I'm gonna, this is where I'm going to pick up my chips and I'm going to leave the table and I'm going to go to the buffet. <laughs> I'm going to hit the buffet. I've heard they got the, all kinds of good stuff there. <laughs> And I'm going to spend some of my money there. And I'm, you know, maybe, maybe I'll go see a show. I don't know. Maybe hit the buffet, see a show. We'll see what happens. But Annabelle Sanchez and Washington coming into Miami in this one. I don't love this matchup. I look at the 8.1 salary and I look at some other guys in that 8K range that I just think are far better investments tonight. Even though I like to pick up Miami, I think this is one time where I'm actually going to, I'm going to, I'm going to rest today. I'm going to take a break. It's been a good run. And once again, Costanza and leave on a high note. Are you with me, or do you think that Annabelle is in play tonight? I say no. What says me? Yeah, yeah, no, I can't get in on on Annabelle. And I'm, I'm. It's been such a great week betting the Cubs and, and taking <laughs> it really the pitchers. Has. It has. It's been amazing. <laughs> like even, like I even told people, pick them by two. It's going to double your odds, and they have been. They've been winning. They haven't been giving up any runs. It's good. So the only thing that I'm interested in on this side, and I know it's tough to really want to stack some some bats in Miami and Caleb Smith has some strikeout potential, but, um, and even still looking at Washington's team applied total 3.9. I'm surprised. I think that'll rise up a little bit. They're, they're pretty good against lefties and they have been so far this season. In fact, the second best team in terms of Woba 401 Woba against left-handed pitchers this year, Ryan Zimmerman, maybe an opportunity for him to break out. I, it's a small sample size hitting 500 this year against lefties, but last year, a 380 average, he had five home runs against lefties. Juan Soto is really heating up. He's got a couple home runs this week. He had seven bombs against lefties and a 280 average last year. So I think there's an opportunity maybe to get some guys. Rendon is amazing all the time. Um, but those are the guys I think maybe Juan Soto or Ryan Zimmerman. I think there's uh, not- I, I love the Rendon and, and, and the Zimmerman call too. And the Line Star app loves Zimmerman tonight too. He's one of their favorite return on investment values uh, over at first base. Uh, on a night where you could, again, stand to find some value, Zimmerman might be that guy. So great call there. And the Line Star app also uh, supports that so uh let's go through here uh more more uh more weather if yeah. you like weather kids oh <laughs> i've got it tonight uh 91 chance of rain nice. this one uh with Corey kluber the klubes <laughs> against tuki Toussaint. so this is another one i it messy who knows how it's going to affect everything the unknown some people look at as an opportunity this looks like uh, a for sure where they could even get a cancellation at some point and i'm just going to run away from it i just yeah. didn't even yeah. though Cargo is a good value and there's some other guys on FanDuel you can make a case for, it just seems like this one's going to be a potential washout. Yeah, absolutely. Over 90, like you said. So it's a it's a pass. It's a pass for me. I really like to attack Atlanta when they're going against a lefty, but Kluber here is a righty. He's, Kluber is very interesting. Got to keep an eye on him going forward. I mean, 10 walks, already 13 earned runs allowed in, in 19 innings. Something is, is wrong. Something is definitely wrong with he him. He had but bad Aprils, but never this bad. No, never this bad. And he was getting hit hard last year towards the end of the season, giving up some homers. This is typically not his thing to walk guys, put guys on base, and, and he's just getting in trouble with his command right now but i just i just got to stay clear joe and it's not like you're getting a discount on any of these bats really i mean it's they're all pretty pricey all right you're not going to get a discount on justin verlander either he's 10.4 tonight taking on drew smiley in texas texas lineup uh struggling a little bit uh yeah. they're they're projecting them at three runs tonight and i think that uh, that's generous <laughs> so um, <laughs> is it ever it is it is and when you have a a, a guy the calendar a caliber of verlander too plus 
Altuve is another guy that's very much in play for me tonight when there might be a lot of money going to Colorado in Philly. There might be some money going to Milwaukee, which we're going to get up to soon. I think sometimes when you look at it and you see guys like Bregman, Altuve, and Springer too, let's not forget those kind of stacks in a favorable ballpark, especially Altuve against lefties who for his career just absolutely just obliterates left-handed pitching. So you're going to pay the premium, but I don't know. On a night like tonight, I think it might be worth it, Chris. Yeah, this is my stack against Drew Smiley. He's, he's a fly ball pitcher. He's given up home runs left, right, and center. And, and you mentioned a lot of guys who have success against, against lefties. Top five team average and top five Woba against lefties so far this season. I like, you mentioned Bragman, you mentioned Altuve for sure. I like Correa to, to eventually get going here too. I mean, 286 average last year against lefties so far this year. Again, small sample size, but hitting 583 against them. Uh, and over on FanDuel, he checks in at 3.6. Like, he's just too cheap. Like, Michael Brantley, 3.7. Carlos Correa, 3.6. It's just too cheap for a team that's projected to almost score six runs tonight. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you 100% on that one. All right, let's go to L.A. versus Milwaukee. You got Shasin against Stripling tonight. <sighs> you know, look, Christian Yelich is red hot, but you got to pay through the nose, which is tough. Travis Shaw is, I, he's, you know, Moustak is now hitting cleanup in that lineup. And, you know, Travis Shaw been dropped down. I wonder, is this the opportunity to start taking some shots on Shaw? Because you see Aguilar and Shaw basically drop down to the bottom of this order now. And I know it's only a matter of time. I don't know if I love it tonight for Aguilar, but for Shaw, I think it, I think it, there's opportunity there. I'm just going to put it that way. If you're playing multi-entry, especially on the FanDuel side, he's, on, he's a little cheaper than on DraftKings. Yeah, it's only a matter of time for some of these guys. It's been so bad. Maybe not Aguilar. I watched a couple of his at-bats yesterday. He looks completely lost at the plate, swinging at everything, uh, even in the dirt. But him and Shaw, I mean, they check in at just such a reasonable price. And, again, this is another game. I mean, both teams are projected to score, like, five runs tonight. So there's going to be some runs. And for Stripling, I mean, 250 ERA at home last year, 344 on the road. 11 of his 18 home runs came on the road. Guys hit 270 on the road against him compared to 248. So it's an opportunity. I mean, Yelich is just so expensive. It's it's well. So here you hard go. To if you're gonna it. go all the way for yellow, let's say you find a way to do it, right? Let's say let's say you figured it out. You crack the code. Yelich or Bellinger tonight in this game? Because both gotta, of them are. I mean, they, hey, look, you got a yeah, good ballpark. You got a good potential pitching matchup there. You got the lefty right. Everything just like. Everything is there for both these guys. The question is, which one? I'll go Yelich. I mean, it's save myself a hundred dollars. <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's the way to do it. Unbelievable oh, that no. somebody is more and expensive. Muncy's been a little hot too. I mean, he if, has. If you want to kind of get a little piece there, um, I think maybe Muncy might be the way to go in this game. Yeah, I would agree there. And yeah, even over on the Fanduel side, those guys are even cheaper. Eh, Joe? Like, like Travis Shaw, two six, Aguilar, two seven. Ryan Braun has struggled so far this season, but he's two eight. Mm. Uh, there's an opportunity there for some value. All right. Speaking of opportunity, Chris. Oh boy. Here we go. We got to it. Jason Vargas on the road taking on Adam Wainwright, who I think Adam Wainwright is in play tonight. I really do. Um, the Mets' offense is is re- very respectable. They really are. Um, I know Cano hasn't played up to snuff, but Alonzo has been very good. Uh, Conforto uh, certainly could be better, but McNeil's been terrific so far. I did a comparison, by the way, of McNeil and Matt Carpenter, who are both in this game together this weekend, uh, and their first 300 or so plate appearances. It is scary. 137 total bases for Matt Carpenter, 138 for Brandon Nimmo. Nimmo actually beats him in every slash category, but to me, a very similar profile hitter. And I think McNeil's going to add power later on, like Carpenter did. But if you go back and look at early Matt Carpenter, basically the profile is McNeil. Maybe 10 home runs at the best in the first couple of years, but 
you know, more of a, a batting average on base kind of guy. And then over time, the power came. And I look at that as a, a similar potential. So if you want to check that out, go, uh, go find me on the Twitter. And I just tweeted that article out this morning. Uh, but look, in this one, give me Goldschmidt. Give me DeYoung. Give me Ozuna. That's my stack of the day. I don't care. Cover me in all the chalk. Take two erasers and just bang them over my head. I don't care. I want all the chalk of those guys against Vargas. I want the three righties in the middle of this order. And I want them against Vargas. Because even if it's not against Vargas, it's like it's going to be against Vargas for like an inning, maybe two. <laughs> and then after that, it's going to be a bullpen that's really been stressed out a lot lately. And I, it's, it's, it's only a matter of time. So I, I'm, I'm going that route. It know. all makes sense. I don't have too much to add to that. I mean, I, mean, I can't. And that's the thing. It's like, well, I don't want to be the chalk person. Well, so oh, you got to do it. Don't you want to be right? Exactly. You got to do it. I mean, Vargas, 80% contact rate for his career. So far this season, 90% is, is one of I the mean, top marks in okay, baseball. Okay, what's, what's more effective, Jason Vargas or a batting tee? wow (laughs) yeah i mean because every now and then somebody like gets off the tee and they're like oh man i topped that one yeah you topped it yeah you know i I popped it up a little bit or something but yeah take my chances with the batting team 50 percent fly ball rate so far 64 percent hard hit rate and a 90 percent contact rate so he's not missing any bats paul de young hasn't missed many baseballs at all this year zuna had a great weekend or a great last series hitting home runs. Uh, yeah, absolutely. One through four. I mean, there's even some value there if Jose Martinez gets in the lineup at five, Yadier Molina in the sixth spot. Those guys checking out under four on DK and, and over on the FanDuel side. I mean, they check in under three. Like, Jose Martinez is 2-2. And if he's going to hit in that five spot today, sign me up. Yeah, and, and all signs would, would point to that potentially being the case. So, yeah, look, look it is what it is. Jason Vargas, the human batting tee. We have now given him a nickname right on the show. Uh, Vincent Velasquez travels to Colorado with the Phillies to take on Herman Marquez. Now, Lionel does love Marquez. Now, if you go back and look at last year's numbers, him at home, you know, still striking out guys, but it's still a Colorado pitcher. So that ERA was over four last year at home. I don't know, man. I understand it's Colorado. Everyone's super excited to get David Dahl back, and that's exciting too. Mm. But at the same time, I'm kind of looking at this one and and – I prefer the Cardinals. I really do. I, I like the Cardinals and the Astros more than I like. Uh, I got to pay through the nose for the middle of the order for Colorado and for, uh, for Philadelphia. I just yeah, think it's too much. It, it's, it is too much. And surprisingly – you can do that is if you're going to get Wainwright and another 7K pitcher. Like you, you have to go – I don't know, Chris. Like I'm trying to think of what's the other – I mean, Chassin's not in play tonight. I don't think it's no. There's too much other weather on some of these other guys. Eduardo Rodriguez. I don't know if that's enough of a discount. I think. I mean, like Marco Gonzalez and and Wainwright. You still can't plug in all these bats from the Phillies Colorado game. It just you can't do it. No, it's it's too tough. And you know, yesterday they went into Colorado and they got shut out. Right? It was the contrarian play to to roster Kyle Freeland. Um, he, he racked up some strikeouts. He limited the damage. Um, you know, there were some runs, but not a lot. And from the Colorado side, yeah, you mentioned Dahl. McMahon come back. What do you get? A couple home runs yesterday. It's just, it's, it's tough to spend up on some of these bats. I agree with you. Um, and you know what? Like, don't be surprised if Velasquez goes in there and has some success. I mean, the Rockies, I know that they've had some, a couple guys get back and some of their averages will, will jump back up, but 
as a team, like overall, they've just struggled against righties. And, and even last year, like they were much better against lefties. And it's the way to attack them from a pitching standpoint was when there was a righty on the hill. And, and so far this season, I mean, a 272 Woba is, is 26th in baseball. They're striking out more against righties again than lefties. So, it, you know, 26% of the time is fifth highest mark in baseball. So I don't know if you're getting nuts and you're getting Kachuri, I really crazy to go Velasquez, but maybe just shy away from, from this altogether. I mean, Marquez has the ability to, to well, there's a couple uh, pieces. I think you can, you can dance around with one of them is Scott Kingery, who's been red hot hit 3.6 on the FanDuel side. Uh, and Real Muto is only 3.62 if you want to get involved in that, you know, because he's he looked good the other day also. Yeah. Then you got Garrett Hampson at 3.1, Ian Desmond at 3.1, Ryan McMahon at 3.1. So those are three guys, especially Ryan McMahon, who I believe had a two-home run day yesterday. Yeah, McMahon went yard twice yesterday. Yeah, I mean, if you want a piece of this, it's got to be the bottom pieces because you just you can't, you can't fit it all in. It just does not work with the kind of pitchers that are on. You don't have that – Oh my God, we got to go after this 77.5 pitcher today. Like it just, it's not there. Wainwright's that guy, but it doesn't translate on the two pitcher side. It's too difficult to do. So that's, that's my take. Yeah, I would I'm rather gonna... stack Astros, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Marco Gonzalez, lefty versus the Angels and Felix Pena. Now, we didn't listen last week hard enough to the Mike Miner thing. Line Star app was telling us. So again, if you haven't downloaded the Line Star app, make sure you do so. Make sure you get it on your, uh, your phone or whatever device you're using there and make sure you're looking at the optimizer because it is spectacular. It's going to spout out to you all the guys you should be playing, the top values of the day and the optimizer at each position. It's so easy to understand. It's so much information that's given to you. It's not overwhelming. It's terrific. It had Mike Miner. Are we going down that route again? Because it loves Marco Gonzalez at 8.4. And I got to be honest, I, I think I do too. Yeah, I mean, the one thing, the negative here is like Marco Gonzalez doesn't strike out a lot of guys and the Angels have the lowest strikeout rate in baseball, but they're also hitting 162 against lefties, which is the lowest. Last year, they had the lowest average and the lowest WOBA. And, and WOBA is key in, in fantasy for those who are just like, you know, learning for DFS. I mean, we're, we're, with WOBA, we're talking about extra base hits here, which is beautiful in fantasy. You get the extra points. Um, so, two, so even this year, 241 WOBA against lefties, it's dead last. So dead last average, dead last WOBA, really the only guys that can hit lefties in that lineup are Trout and Simmons. Simmons has been a great value all year long, and he's actually been pretty solid. Yeah, but, hitting three tonight, two point seven k. Boy, that, there's a discount. There is a discount. So That's I on mean, the FanDuel side, by the yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. He's a good contact guy. Gets on base, and actually heading into today. He has the most at-bats with guys on base. It's just because of Trout, because nobody else is getting on base. It's crazy, crazy to think Walk about. I trout, take dude, double just, take there. Like, yeah. wait, what? Um, but, yeah, no. For Marco, even despite the fact that he's got uh, an ERA over three, which is fine, and a, and a K per nine just at five, he's got four wins, right? Because he's getting the offensive support, some runs. So if there's an opportunity for him to go six or seven, limit the damage. Um, he's already faced the Angels so far this season, and he's had success against them too. Um, he, he went 8.1 innings, gave up four hits, one run, only three strikeouts. You're not going to get a lot of Ks from him, but there's an opportunity there to, to maybe just get yourself a W. All right, uh, let's move on here. Marcus Stroman uh, against Aaron Brooks. Uh, for this one, you know, like right now, Toronto's hitting the ball. You know, Grichik, Smoke, and Teoscar Hernandez in the middle of that order. On FanDuel, 3.3, 3.7, and 2.9. Those are the three guys I just mentioned there in order. That middle of the order is pretty darn good, and Galvis ahead of them at 3.3 has been pretty good also lately. Yes. This is another one of those – this is the sneaky snack of the day. The sneaky snack. There it is. Mm. Uh, where you go in there and you could stack these guys and maybe make a, 
look at another secondary grouping there where if you can't afford this one, you can't afford this one, or you're playing multiple lineups and you want to just differentiate a little bit. I think there's some opportunity there against Aaron Brooks to do that. Marcus Stroman at 7.5. I mean, I guess he's in play. Maybe he's that other guy where you can make a case for him uh, and potentially go that route uh, with the, some of the Colorado and Philly game if you really want to dance there. Yeah, I mean, there's a cheap. Uh, there's, I mean, he, he, you mentioned seven five. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, you, you can. I can get behind that. And he's striking guys out. Oh, like nine point one three K per nine is is by far. It's a small sample size, but it's by far the the highest of his career. He's got a ten point seven swing strike percentage. He's up that as well. Um, he's got. He's a ground ball pitcher, sixty percent for his career. So you know, it's a great park for him as well. Yeah, I, that, I think that's a. I think the Jays are. Their offense and Stroman, I think, is maybe an underrated play. And like uh, one more here, San Diego, Matt Strom, who's not been good this year, taking on the Reds and Anthony Duscofani in San Diego. Votto hitting leadoff. Well, listen to these prices on FanDuel for these guys. Votto, 3.1. Suarez, 3.3. Puig, 2.8. I mean. I don't get the 2.8. I don't get the 2.8 either. hit home runs lately, too. I know. Well, this is another one I'm pointing out, too, where there might be a lot of chalk in that Colorado game. And certainly in my, in my St. Louis one, I, I admit it's going to be there. But if you're looking for the secondary one besides Toronto, it's the Reds, I think, tonight too because it's so damn cheap. You know, yeah. that, there's your Verlander right there. <laughs> and know? a team that has had success over the past couple of years, I know they've added to their lineup, but against lefties, uh, a top 10 Woba against lefties, they don't strike out as much against lefties. Strom has struggled with some of his command. He has the potential to give up some home runs. So, yeah, I, I like that a lot. In fact, I don't understand the 3.7. I know it's in a spacious Echo Park, but 3.7 team applied total is, is too low to me. And you're right. You look over on the FanDuel side, you can get you can get all those guys in there and spend up on some huge bats. Votto 3-1, Puig 2-8, Kemp 2-4. Wow. And Suarez is 3-3. And Strom hasn't been good. I mean, the guy has not been good. I know the ballpark isn't gangbusters, but at the same time, it's like the way – at least they're going to get this game in. Right. That's that's the positive. (laughs) Take a look. Look, this is is the warning. So, to recap tonight, be careful about the weather in a lot of these games. The the sneaky stacks are uh, the Blue Jays and the Reds here because of cost. Talked about Marco Gonzalez, Adam Wainwright being some of those affordable pitchers we're really in on. Stroman you could put into that mix as well. They're all, I think, in play in tournaments, especially on the DraftKings side. Verlander is definitely the cash game pitcher of the night here. Barrios is the trap. Uh, look, it's, I think that's pretty much it. We're finally walking away from the Marlins after pounding them into submission this week. We're going to give them a break just for today. Yeah. Just for today. Uh, and also keep in mind, too, that Detroit's starting to heat up. Maybe Carlos Rodon is also another one of these traps as well. So uh, it's time to call our shot. Chris Meany, who's your uh, shot call of the day for a dinger? I was going to go with Puig because uh, Strom is such a fly ball pitcher. But uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my guns. And I know Carlos Correa has struggled. He's not a huge home run hitter. There's going to be something happening in Houston today. I'm going to go with Carlos Correa. Uh, I think he's a steal on the FanDuel side, and I think he's going to take Drew Smiley deep, and it's going to happen early. I'm going to take Marcel Ozuna, who's having himself oh big April, and uh, I I like that one. So there you go. So Ozuna is my uh, called shot, and uh, so that's pretty much it. So we'll be back tomorrow with the weekend show. Uh, Weekend show always comes out on Saturday. For folks who are looking and saying, hey, where were you yesterday? We're off on Thursdays, guys. Give us a break, all right? Thursday, Sunday, we're off. But outside of that, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Friday, the show is here for you. And Saturday, we do the weekend edition where we preview the whole weekend, which is great because you can listen to it in one shot. 
and then you know go ahead and still have a life especially with the holiday weekend it's mm. uh, very efficient to uh, go out and do it that way so you can follow us on the twitter machine at joe pizza 17 and of course at chris meany and make sure you're following at line star app and line star app mlb as well and make sure you download that app and make sure you go over and uh, upgrade to the premium product because it is bananas good, man. It is so it's amazing. Good. It really is. <laughs> it really is. So that'll do it for me and Chris Meany. We'll be back again tomorrow. There's only one thing left to do, and that's step out of the on-deck circle, step into the box, and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by Star. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Minnie.